Cause we ain't supposed to live with nobody around I'm a spaceman I'm a spaceman And I'm talking to you Is that a euphemism for something? That Nick Jonas is a spaceman? He likes to get high, maybe? Trying to get home? He's in a different realm than you? I don't know. I have to listen listen to the lyrics. I'm trying to figure out what the sexual innuendo could be, you know? Let's pull up the lyrics here. Spaceman. I think he's just trying to get home, man. He's feeling like he's in a different galaxy than his loved ones, you know? Brand new song called Spaceman. Or he feels like he's from another world when he's with this person because they're not like they're from two different places. Sounds like he's a lost soul. Mm. Oh, drifting in space. Who used to think we got some problems? Find somebody who can solve them. You know, okay. I feel like a spaceman. Tell me, TV tells me what to think. I drink. Like it mm, seems like yeah. he's searching for someone to bring him back down to Earth and ground his reality. Oh. Wow. Look at that, Nick Jonas. Getting deep. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to the Take Two podcast, and uh, this is uh, the day that Bundes has to do the most work because he cur- curates the uh, clips he pulls for this. Mm-hmm. And what do you got for us this week? Well, a poor young fellow by the name of William called into the show after a bad breakup. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted some advice from the Bunder Wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Because I'm like I'm the guy you want to talk to if you want to pick up chicks. Yeah. Mm. Not the most successful with relationships, but And not necessarily the best at getting over relationships either. No. Which I think we uh, highlighted at some point in that conversation. Yes, uh, yes we did. The best mm. way to get over a relationship is to watch that ex get married and have a kid with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of ends it, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a nice pin in that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, How but- long did it take you to get to that point with your ex? Was that two years, three years later, four years? Ooh, no, from the time we started dating till no when you broke up and when you were like you wanted her back and then you knew it was almost 10 years oh 10 years oh fuck bondus (laughs) 10 years yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's done now it's It's definitely done now now. yeah okay what else you got (laughs) sorry give me a moment (laughs) (laughs) put yourself together yeah we brought it back we brought back some memories there sure what else you got for us Yeah, so over the course of the pandemic, we have now learned that people's habits when it comes to the bathroom have completely changed in regards to their significant other. Oh, yeah. And what's interesting is rarely do all three of us agree on something, but we were all in agreement that this is a terrible change. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Yeah. And um, Tucker, you're not one to share dreams. You always criticize everybody when we bring up our dreams. <laughs> well, I better be in it if you're going to bring it up. Uh-huh. But, but there was a reason why I brought up this particular dream. Yeah, and and it, what was weird about it is it didn't your dream didn't involve me or it didn't involve Mora. It involved the Friday night lady friend. Oh yeah. my Bonus god! Bonus's Friday night lady friend was in your dream. Yeah in the bedroom with my wife and I, and she became very upset. And I, yeah, it was very bizarre. I th- it was, yeah. Okay. I'll leave it at that. We'll get the whole story coming up. That and more on the Take Two Podcast. Thanks for listening.
Tucker Amora. So somebody wants to tap into the brain that is Professor Bundes with a relationship question. Mm -hmm. And that's a smart guy to talk to. Bundes has been through it all. I've seen a lot of things. Some ups, <laughs> some downs, some long-term relationships, some very quick relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything in between. William, what is your question for Bundes? I uh, just went through a nasty breakup last night, and there was a lot of emotional manipulation on my girlfriend's part. She was trying to control me, and it kind of sucked. I'm trying to get over it, so I wanted to seek some advice. Wait a second. Last night? Yep. Man, that's fresh. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Sorry, man. This is an open wound, William. Can we get some uh, backstory on the relationship? We're living separately, but it's been about, I think, uh, four months, five, I think four, five months as of two days ago. Okay. Mm. And you thought this was going somewhere. Well, I was, I was really on the brink of almost getting her a promise ring. Ooh. Jeez. Oh, no. How old are you, by the way? 28 and she's 27. Okay, so you're at a stage in your life where you're kind of ready to find the one, right? Kind of. I'm not ready to get married within a year, but mm-hmm. you say there's like there was some manipulation, but in the end, like whose idea was it to break up? I was about to message her, asking her if we could take a bit of a break to try and figure things out, but then she messaged me saying that. So I said, okay, well I agree with that, and then I changed my Facebook status to single. And then she came back barking at me saying, oh, well, now it sounds like you're trying to dump me. Well, no, I'm doing what you requested. That's a really quick uh, Facebook adjustment there, my friend. (laughs) This is all rolling out very quickly. I would say that (laughs) Bunnis' first advice would probably be to never, ever touch the status uh, button on the Facebook. That would definitely be the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't ever change it to single or, or not single. Just leave it. Yeah. Okay. You want to move on, right? Like that relationship is in the rearview mirror now. I'd say it's it's ninety nine percent in the mirror. I'm honestly kind of ready to move on at this point. I'm mm. I don't want to deal with that anymore. How often were you guys seeing each other when, for this five months that you were together? Pretty much every weekend, if, and then in the past two months, it went it went up to every other weekend. Oh, so it was slowing down. Yeah. All right, well, what do you do, what do you say to William, who's trying to get over this relationship? If you have some advice before Bundes uh, weighs in, feel free to uh, text or call us, 1-800-953-2464. The professor, do you have enough information? Is there anything else you need to know before <laughs> you begin your lesson? Uh, I, I think I think I, I have some advice, yeah. Oh, okay. I, th- I think I knew right away, as soon as, as, soon as the, you know he started talking, I, I heard a few things, and I was like, okay. Okay. Oh boy, we're about to get schooled. The professor's class will begin in just a second, <laughs> and uh, William, sit tight. We'll uh, get you some advice. It's Tucker Amara. Just to recap, William called in. He's got some advice. Uh, he wants advice from Professor Bundes. Just went through a breakup last night. It's fresh. It is fresh and raw and real. Yeah. We've been there. They've been dating five months. It had been getting a little rocky over the last little bit. But and- he was taking it serious. Like, he was considering giving her a promise ring. One of the first things you said is, like, as you started to tell your story, was like, I just got out of a, an emotional manipulative relationship last night. Right? So if you are 
aware, if you can recognize the fact that you're in a relationship that is emotionally manipulative, and you said it was only five months, which is not a long time to be invested in something, not to mention you also said you were thinking about taking a break from this girl. Like, you're recognizing all the problems in your head, and I understand there's emotions involved and, like, it's hard to let go of things, but you, you already recognize that there's an issue. Why do you want to put or allow yourself to feel guilt or feel pain or sorrow over someone who's treating you badly? There is so many people out in the world. There's so many experiences. And I know it's the pandemic and it's, it's a little rough to, you know, meet new people right now. But the, the world will come back to normal. And y- you have such a short time on this beautiful yes. planet with so many beautiful people out there. Why would you want to waste your time? Why do you want to wake up angry every day? Why do you want to go to bed angry every day? Because you're with somebody who's not complimenting you the way you deserve to be complimented. Yes! <laughs> yeah, I think I know the problem here, though. You probably haven't had a lot of relationships, right? Not really. This is the first one I've ever gotten this deep emotionally connected to. Yeah. We were actually pretty emotionally close, but then things started turning toxic. But you have to know that this is the beginning, This is the beginning. William, that there are way better relationships out there for you that won't feel so toxic. Yeah, yeah. And I get that feeling. I've been in, in relationships before, too, where like you, you feel like when you first meet them, you just you fall head over heels for, for them. There's something about them, and you're, you're, you're addicted to them. But eventually... It shows itself to, to be what it really is, which is toxic. And as hard as it is to let go, I promise you, in a, in a week, maybe, maybe two weeks, you will come out of that funk and you will feel so much better. You will feel this like release off your back, off your chest. And you will meet someone who compliments you way better than this person did, my yeah. friend. I promise you that. Okay. Well, thanks. It means a lot. You know what? Another thing I would recommend you do is watch the movie Swingers. Such a great movie. So but, so, yeah, but it's, Never heard of it. Yeah, well, watch a movie called Swingers. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, and it's really, the whole movie is about John Favreau trying to get over this girl that he's, like, broken up with. And, uh, and it, by the end, you're going to be like, it's going to help you. You're going to realize that it will be a bit of a struggle short term. It's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It'll get, it will get easier with every day. And then you'll meet someone else, and then, boom, what old relationship? Exactly. I think also, like, you should do something for yourself. Like, buy yourself something that you wanted. You know, treat yourself to something. You know, make yourself look better, too. You know, get a new haircut or buy some new clothes. And I always found that exercising always helps, too, because it makes you feel... It just makes you feel better. And then yeah. you start to see results and you start looking better and then you get more confidence that way that confidence boost even if you know through exercise or a new haircut or something like that makes you just like it makes you happier and it makes you more approachable to other people and it might you know you might find yourself meeting someone new just because just because you feel better from something as simple as that so treat yourself to something hey william keep us posted man and on how things are going yeah yeah i will thanks it's gonna hurt for a bit Thanks, bye. We were talking to William. Mm-hmm. William called in. He was looking for advice from Bundus. Just broke up with someone last night. Five-month relationship come to an end. Kind of got rocky at the very end, and then uh, they both sort of like broke up with each other. Mm-hmm. He wants to know how to move forward, and Gemma actually had some advice. To be honest, too much too fast. Like, five months, you don't even know if you love somebody or you have love feelings till you've been together at least six months to a year. A promise ring after five months in the past two months, you've been going from seeing each other every weekend to every other weekend. She was ghosting him. She's trying to get rid of him slowly. Oh, that is 
probably because of stuff like this. Like if it's getting too serious too quickly. And if you're only seeing each other every weekend, you're a friend with benefits. You're not a boyfriend. You're a Friday night Wait lady a friend. Wait a <laughs> oh, Gemma, I was trying to let him down <laughs> easy, man. You just came out yeah. swinging. Gemma! <laughs> Woo! I'm not Ruthless. a nice person. I'm going to be blunt about it. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Have you ever been in a situation like that before, Gemma? Yes. So I started seeing a guy about seven years ago. And we had, you know, go out on dates a couple of times a week, sometimes on the weekends. But then he started dropping like, oh, I'm thinking about selling my house. And he lived about an hour away. And I was like, oh, that's, I hope you have another house to move. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's too soon. And I'm not joking. This shows up on my Facebook every year. It has become a running joke with my friends. I was standing at work and a flower delivery man showed up in my pharmacy. And when I saw who sent it after barely a month of dating, the smile dropped. I was like, this is too much too quick. Mm. Yeah. I mean, from my experience, if uh, you have to make yourself desirable, you have to be, you want, you, women want to chase a man. You know, like if you are so available and you're throwing yourselves at them, you 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 come off as not high value in some sort of mm-hmm. way. And, yeah. And yeah, in my experience, every time I ever fell for a girl and I was so crazy about her that I just wanted to do everything I could for her, it blew up in my face. And it took me a while to realize that, no, I need to live my life. I need to do me. Mm-hmm. And that attracts all kinds of people towards me. And and the, the the right person, you'll meet the right person when you are just living for yourself. And then you find someone that compliments you. Interesting, though, guys. Luke just sent us a text. He says, not true. I met my wife. I knew a month later I was going to marry her. I proposed five months in. We got married one year later. We've been married for 16 years and have three kids. Maura, you knew pretty quick with Matt, your husband, yeah. that it was the real deal. I'm I'm similar with Luke. Like we kind of met each other, and we were like, "Oh no, this is it. This feels right. Holy!" And you so, just got out of a divorce. I was. It was not the time to pick up a relationship right away, like because it would just look um, desperate, hurt, hurtful, or desperate. desperate yeah, desperate is the and and usually they they say you shouldn't rebound that fast. You should have some time to heal, but. It's nice to heal in somebody else's arms. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay. I think there like, is the odd case of when it works out. I mean, my parents yeah. met very quickly and were married within nine months, but I don't know many people that that's happened to. And the few that I do, they're all divorced now. Mm. Thanks for listening to our show. We really appreciate it. No worries. So quarantine has made us all way more comfortable doing this one thing in front of our significant other. And that is using the toilet. Mm. The average couple, I know you're not a fan of this, but the average couple has six conversations every month where one person is on the toilet. Oh my God, that is my nightmare. Would you have a conversation with Deb through the door? If she's in there and the door is closed and I don't know what's going on, (laughs) I'm not talking to her through that wall (laughs) or that door. I hear you. The last thing, I don't even want to hear someone on the floor I'm on. When I'm going to the bathroom. Right. You want that privacy. I use a basement, bathroom. Right. I go into the dungeon. You go down there. And I don't want anybody on my floor. 
Well, Stay away. You go down there because that's where the bidet is. Wow. You got that attachment I didn't now. always have a bidet toilet seat. <laughs> I didn't always have $125 to spend on personal hygiene, <laughs> Mara. But I, you know you know me. Like if I'm at a resort mm-hmm. with my family, yes. I go to the lobby bathroom. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you don't go in the hotel room when everyone's or just right on the other side of the door. I wait until... Oh, let's all go to breakfast. Oh, hang on a sec. I'm, I'm going to hang I'll back. I'll see you there. I'll see you there. Right. You know, I do one of those moves. Bundes, what's your uh, rules of engagement? <laughs> I mean, you live in like a one-room condo. You, everything is there and you've got a bathroom attached to it. Yeah. Usually, I will uh, kick the Friday Night Lady Friend out in the morning if I if I need to use it. Do you ever have to kick her out I have. in a rush? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's a really good time for you to go right now. I mean, like, right now, go, go, go. Yeah. Uh, on the odd occasion, she usually falls asleep way earlier than I do, so I might, while she's sleeping, you know, mm. use oh, the Oh, use that moment. But I, I, You know, I try, to, I try and time it out. I try to Shower, be either right? before or after, That's you know? That's stressful, man. Thirty percent of us say they've peed in front of their significant other for the first time during lockdown. Twenty-five percent have gone number two in front of their lover. I have friends; the whole family will walk in and out while they're going to the bathroom. No, yeah, the, the, there is no filter there at all. I'll be like, "Well, what the hell? How does that even happen?" They're like, sixty percent well. say it strengthens their relationship. So maybe they know something we don't. This freaks me out. 18% of us have changed a feminine product in, pr- in front of... Oh, my God. I know. I would never do that. Yeah, no, I don't. I enjoy I, the mystique uh, that what happens behind the door you don't know about. That's right. Do you break the sound barrier in front of your never, husband? Never. If I do, it is a rare... It's an accident. Accident. Yeah. And I blame it on something else. Yeah. I would never fess up to it either. Right? <laughs> Only 3% of us, although it's still 3%, said they were willing to clean up after a number two in front of their significant other. I'm sorry. Can't handle this anymore. <laughs> We're done. We're done talking about it. <laughs> this damn pandemic! You've changed too much! Yes, you have. Can we go back in time, please? <laughs> we were talking about how more people are becoming more comfortable using the bathroom in front of their significant other because of the lockdown. Well, think about Bundus. If he was locked down with his Friday night lady friend in his condo, they might have to get to that point. People live in small places, right? You're practically on top of each other. If you were a couple in there... Yeah, at least that's the thing. I refuse to get to that point. <laughs> right. Like, I, if, in order for me to live with someone, I need a home that has multiple floors, so that can never, never cross my happen. path. Yeah. Vanessa has a comfort zone that I think is going to maybe shock you guys. Mm-hmm. Hey. So, how do you roll with your significant other? Most mornings, getting ready... While I'm in the shower, because we only have one bathroom, he is going to the bathroom himself. Um, it's a very typical morning for us. It's been like that since long before COVID. He'll go to the washroom while you're in the shower. Yeah, and he'll talk to me. Like, we'll have full conversations <laughs> for our day. Yeah. Eh? Do you find that you have to look the other way, or you just don't even care? In the beginning, it was slightly weird to me, because I was kind of like Bundus, where I felt like, no, like, this can't happen. Um, that's how I was like in previous relationships, but the very first time he ever came over and stayed the night, at the time I was living in a room and board, and so the bathroom was shared amongst a bunch of people, and we didn't keep toilet paper in there, like everyone had their own roll and brought it with them, Mm. and he like 
looked at me straight in the eyes, like, I, where's toilet paper? Like, I need food. I was like, okay, like, it's right here. Uh, the first time he, he was yeah. like, I need the supplies. <laughs> Load me up. What about you? Will you do the same thing? Uh, it took a little bit, but yeah, now it's pretty much just how we roll in the morning. <laughs> and do you think that that's brought you guys closer somehow? As far as conversations go, I, I feel like now there's nothing I can't tell him. I do draw the line at feminine high key. Mm. Get out. Right, yeah. yeah. 18% of us are now changing feminine hygiene products in front of our significant oh other, God. which I would also draw. I, I can't do that. Cannot do that. Well, thank you for being so open with us. Yeah. We appreciate it. Not a problem. Aaron just texted the show. He says his girlfriend and him do the deed in front of each other all the time. I think it's a comfort thing and a trust thing. If you're not comfortable doing something everybody does in front of each other, how are you going to handle talking about the serious stuff? Mm. Interesting point. And Cynthia? Yeah. I'll do the trust fall instead. <laughs> Damn, catch me. I'm falling back. You got me? <laughs> Good point. There's I'll that. I'll trust that way. There's that one too. Cynthia says, I feel like after going through childbirth and having my husband help me use the washroom and change bandages and stuff because I had a C-section, mm. going number two in front of him is not going to end our relationship. My husband see me at my most most vulnerable where I couldn't do anything for myself. It definitely broke that comfort wall. And now we're not afraid to ask each other for anything or any help in any way. Well, thank you for all the tax. Yeah. Really appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, everyone's got their own level of comfort. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll leave it at that. Yes. (laughs) Doors closed on the conversation. (laughs) I had a dream that involved the Friday night lady friend. What? Very bizarre. Yeah, what? I know. Are you sure you can say this in front of Bundus? I think so. <laughs> I mean, nothing happened between me and Bundus' Friday night lady friend. But the fact that she was even in my dreams is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know her very well. I do know who she is. This is just the beginning, maybe, of her appearing in your dreams. No. <laughs> I don't even know if I can tell you what happened. What? Why? Okay, <laughs> so for whatever reason, she was like trapped and needed a place to crash. And we offered to let her stay at our place. Oh, he, okay. on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. Here's where things got a little weird. Okay. Um, she was sleeping in the same bed as Devon on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've been wearing those VR goggles too much. No, 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 no. Again, it's not headed in the direction you think it is. Okay, you're all in a bed together. What direction is this going? Well, Deb and I thought she was sleeping. So we started fooling around. Oh <laughs> in the bed. She was like, it's a king size bed. She was like on the other side of the bed. And then oh, uh, God. she woke up while I was like doing something with Deb <laughs> and she got really upset at us and she stormed off. Huh. And that was the dream. Oh my God. What does that mean? Well, well, what would your dream analysis person say? I would say, and I used to have a dream analysis person on an old show I was on who would break these dreams down. So yeah. I sometimes feel like I've learned a little bit from that. Yeah. So here's what I would interpret this as, okay? <laughs> yeah. You are desperate to spice up your sex with Deb. No. And spicy sex was represented in the Friday Night Lady Friend. No. She was in bed. No, we didn't want her to catch us. I know. 
I know. It she just represented like, you know, the idea of spicy sex. So when she got up and she was angry and she left, that was spicy sex leaving the room forever for you. Gone. <laughs> Never to return. Oh, is that what that means? <laughs> Glad you broke it down for me. Well, what do you think it means, Bundus? I thought maybe you had uh, you were feeling sorry for her, like you needed to protect her from the Bunder Wonder. Oh, oh, that could be, you know. Yeah, and um, then your guilt for some of the things perhaps you might have said about her on the radio oh. at her expense, yeah, <laughs> was represented in her leaving the being room, mad. Like being the mad. reality is, if she ever heard this show, she'd probably be mad at all of us. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So it could be something. I like Boar's idea, though, too. That's pretty No, nah, I don't think it is. I don't think I it's I think that. it is. No. I think we hear the stories <laughs> about Bundus's Friday. I mean, watch. She's going to appear in my bed, too. <laughs> she's going to be all angry and storm out, and I will know. <laughs> I'll storm out. <laughs> that, there goes my sex life forever. <laughs> I have a show yeah. for you not to watch. Okay. It ruined my night last night. Couldn't sleep. Up all night thinking about it. Very disturbing. It's called Night Stalker. And I remember Bundus saying he kind of dove into the show a little bit. It's a documentary about a serial killer. Was it the 80s Bundus or the yeah, 70s? Yeah, the 80s Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. Oh, my God. I'd never heard of this guy, uh, but this was a serial killer in L.A. And they have some of the victims... Uh, you know, that didn't end up dying, telling their stories. Oh, boy. And I was just, like, horrified. The big issue with this guy is that he had no M.O. He had no victim that he chose every time. He chose young women, old women, old men, young men, yeah, children. Yeah, that's pretty rare because they usually have, like, a category of a person they want to, you know, go pick after. up. Go yes. after, Like Jeffrey Dahmer was looking for, you know, younger gay men and, you know, he would lure them in and right. then the, do his thing. He had like a, a pattern that you could follow. Yeah. This guy had no pattern. Bundes, you watched the whole show, eh? Yeah, I crushed it in one night. I what? Love, I love stuff like that. <laughs> you crushed it in one night? Yeah. Were you not disturbed? No. I mean, I, I am fully aware that there are awful people in the world. And I, I on the other hand, like to, to learn about that kind of psychology because I want to be aware of potential threats always in my surroundings. I'm not saying that it's likely to run into a Richard Ramirez like when you're walking down the street, but you never know. Anyways, don't don't watch, watch it. it. I don't even want to be talking about it's, it. Now. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it, but he died, did he not, Bundes? Like he did they uh, uh, yes, he, capital punishment there? Yes, I think back in twenty like early two thousand tens, something twelve, thirteen, something like that, he he passed away. And just like having a doc about you and calling it the Night Stalker, I'm like, why are we it feels like we're glorifying this? Yeah, we are. We well, totally are. It, it has a pretty cool ending. I don't want to like spoil A cool ending? Well the well, way the how way they caught he, him? how they caught him. Yeah, it was it was interesting how the community kind of rallied around um Somebody, I, I don't know if you guys, I don't want to spoil it if you're going to watch it, but it, it was cool. The community, the community rallied around and a, ended up catching the guy for the police. Good. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Citizens yeah. arrest. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it, yeah. Bundes. Well, yeah. now I kind of feel compelled to watch. <laughs> Citizens arrest. Yeah. That's badass. We got him. We, we got, got him. him. We got him. We got him. We got him. All right. Uh, <laughs> Citizens arrest. Stop right there. <laughs> You've been up to no good. That's amazing. And I'm bringing you to the police. How many people 
took him down. Like a whole neighborhood. Like they, yes. <laughs> they spotted him and everybody started like coming out of their house. Oh, yes. Oh yeah. And they kind of trapped the guy. Yes. Yeah. Now you got to see the no. ending, right? Now you just, oh. oh no. Well, well, actually, you don't because Bun just totally ruined the ending. I did. Of the story. I, I know. There you go. There you go. Nobody has to watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah. Citizens arrest. And then that was that. Yeah. Yeah. If you were interested in it, now you can't be because you know how it ends. I'm sorry. He's dead. Citizens arrest. Boom. There's the whole series. We covered it in five and a half minutes. What do you think the number one thing we've let slide during the pandemic when it comes to personal hygiene is? Oh, uh, hands down, it's got to be the frequency of showering. That's up there. I've got the top nine, and showering is in at number six. Oh, showering but is it's, not even in the top it's five? It's not number one. Okay, what oh. are we letting ourselves... How are we letting ourselves go if it's yeah. not showering? It's not so showering. We're wearing the same clothes. Wearing the same clothes uh, all the time. Must that be in the number top four five. is putting on clean clothes every day. People are not doing that. So, yeah, you're, you're getting closer. But are your clothes even getting dirty? <laughs> You know, if you're, yeah, if, if you're, you're not going your outside. Home, and, if you, and if you got an undershirt on or something like that, then you can take the outer layer and put it right back in the closet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking more uh, because because you're talking to a computer screen. You're not actually talking to anybody in person. Why brush your teeth? Who cares about bad breath when you're not just talking to a computer screen? Give yourself a round of applause. In at number nine is brushing your teeth. Okay. Uh. Number eight. There's other reasons to brush your teeth, but anyway. Uh, it's not just about, like, not grossing out someone you're talking close to. That is with. true. That it's, is true. You know, your body's health starts with your teeth. They often say that. Okay, Dr. Tucker. Yeah. But you're right. It's all linked. Yeah. It's all linked. Putting on fresh underwear and socks is number eight. Some people have been skipping that one. I love putting on fresh underwear. I got my sleeping underwear. I got my lounging around the house underwear. And then I got my work underwear. <laughs> What's the difference? Between- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Can you break it down a little a Work underwear is usually like a thong because okay. I don't like visible panty line. Oh, okay. Okay. See, so, yeah, that's underrated. What? The thong? No, the panty line. Oh, what do you mean? You like seeing a panty? Sometimes it's nice to see it just adds to the, uh, I wonder what those lines really mean. What are we talking about there? Not opposed to that. Oh, interesting point. I'd rather see that than the top of a thong, that slingshot, you know? Mm -hmm. Riding up? And then I got my Costco underwear for sleeping, the super granny panties that are so comfortable. Oh, thank you, Bundes. I thought I'd get a boo for those. (laughs) Get a boo for me. (laughs) Number seven is using deodorant. We're not doing that as much. Six, I think we can all agree that nobody's showering at the frequency we used to. Yeah. (laughs) But I think we were showering too much. Maybe. Washing your hair, number five. Clean clothes every day, number four. Wearing a bra is number three. These are the things we've let slide when it comes to personal hygiene. Mm -hmm. Styling your hair is number two. And the number one thing we've let slide. Okay. The number one thing, which you guys could not figure out, but I think it's because you are men. 63% of us are doing this way less now, and that is wearing makeup. Why bother? Why bother? Makeup's overrated, too. It is. Yeah. 
So hopefully this will like maybe be a bit more of a natural movement. Yesterday I wore mascara. I'm like, first of all, none of you guys even noticed. No, I noticed. You did? Well, I noticed today when you weren't wearing it after <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I didn't notice. I had no idea. I'm like, what's the point of this? <laughs> yeah. It's Tucker and Mora. Can we call this uh, segment Tucker Complains About a TV Show That's Two Years Old Now? <laughs> oh, no. Just coming around. Finally finished uh, Stranger Things. I love season Stranger three. Things. Oh, my God. Why? I love that Why? show so much. So stupid. Is it stupid or I, is it the best? No, it's not the best. It was torture. I, I had to struggle my way through season two and three. And the only reason why I did is because I made a deal with my daughter that it'd be a show we'd watch together. Okay. Because she's kind of into it. And so but it's you like, didn't, oh, let's watch it together. So you, it was our thing. You liked season one. Season one, great. Season two, eh. Season three, come on. Like, Please, I loved season three with the Russians underneath the mall. Oh, hey, my name is Will. The back of my neck is tingling. The monster's back, everybody. Ooh, ooh. Enough. I love it. Wish they it. killed Will off. Hate that kid. That sexy lifeguard dude? Billy? Oh, I'm so tough and brooding. Oh, I'm angry. <laughs> angry Billy. My dad's mad at me all the time. So I can take it out on everybody else. Hey, I'm going to try and have sex with Nancy's mom. Yeah. Oh, wait. I crashed my car. Now the monster's got me for the rest of this stupid show. <laughs> I'm surprised. What's not to like about that show? I'll I tell love you, the I'll nostalgia. I love the 80s. Thing. Yeah, great. It was great for season one. And they're milking it for season two and three. Um, what happens when the main character with the superpowers, L, uses her powers? Every time, what happens? I don't remember, because I haven't seen the show no, in so something long. something happens. Her nose bleeds. Oh, okay. Every time. Yeah. You'd think after season one, she'd preemptively put a little cotton ball or a Kleenex up there, <laughs> so we didn't have to see that stupid drip of blood every single time she wants to make something move. Holy. With her powers. It was just like, oh, you enough are already. frustrated. Enough. Rebecca says, why does Tucker hate on everything? I don't. LOL. I, I agree. Don't hate on everything, but Stranger Except Things. Except for 60 minutes. Oh, the monster's <laughs> back again. Oh, a whole new season. Look, the monster's back. Well, whatever. How are we going to kill it this time? Oh, let me guess. The same way we kill it all the time. Gabe <laughs> says, Tucker, are yeah. you not a child of the 80s? This is such an homage to the 80s. We love Stranger Things. I'm with you, Gabe. They're milking. It. They're yeah. milking it. Well, Something that should have been working. a one-off. It's working, guys. Steve uh, with the hair. Steve yeah, is. Wanna... He was the the most likable part of season three for sure. He's Steve. the best. Yeah. So enjoy that show. I mean, people watched Bridgerton because of the sex. People yeah. watch Stranger Things because of the nostalgia. There's one thing about these shows that people like. What's wrong with that? Uh, the, the bad guy in Stranger Things season three, it was basically the Terminator. They created the Terminator <laughs> yeah. for this show. Did you find that? Like it was a total yeah, ripoff? Yeah, totally. I don't yeah. remember the Terminator guy. See, I don't bad even Bad Russian dude. They build a huge fortress under a mall. Give me a break. I think my favorite part of season three was Hopper in his like Hawaiian shirt. Oh, I hated I that shirt. I couldn't wait. Hopper. I was so happy when he tra- changed into that Russian's uniform just to take that damn shirt off. Hopper is the best. And Hopper's by the, the way, yeah? Hawaiian shirts were in style for a little while. Get with the times. I don't know about that. Yes. I don't know. Yes, they were. He is hot. Honestly, Hopper, I've got a thing for every guy on that show. Every no. single one.
This has been a segment where I complain <laughs> about a show that's been out for two years. <laughs> Thank you for Just that. Just catching up, everybody. Thank Just catching you. up with the times. Tucker and Mora. So, everything old becomes new again when it's fashion, obviously. Okay. We see it. So You're it's old back. Enough. It is a cyclical thing. There is an article of clothing that they say is the biggest trend center right, trendsetter right now. Okay. Well, Bundes and I should be able to figure this out. Yeah. Being the trendsetters that we are. Like, put it this way. <laughs> there is a little while where, like, there's some people who may, like, have not given up on this article of clothing and they got made fun of. And if they stuck it out, all of a sudden they're accidentally trendsetters again. Okay. Trend is it Crocs? It's Crocs. It's not Crocs, but yeah, Crocs definitely in style now. Uh-huh. You, you know what it is. The fanny okay. pack. Uh, according to a fashion writer for Rolling Stone magazine... An item that's super popular right now with a lot of top hip-hop artists. And they're the the, uh, biggest trendsetter for fashion. Cargo pants! Oh, God. They are officially back. I I mean, we knew they were coming back, but they are now officially back. The cargo pants! Yeah, yeah. We were ahead of the curve on that one. (laughs) Yes, we were! (laughs) You and every dad out there was officially ahead of the curve (laughs) on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bieber wore those crazy cargo pants for his New Year's Eve special. Who spotted that? The T-Bird I think we, spotted it, took I, a picture of it, and <laughs> sent it to you two, saying, look, T-Bird. <laughs> T-Bird got himself a pair. I mean, uh, Bundus was, uh, I, I've definitely not given up on one pair of cargo shorts I've had, because yeah. they're just, like, great in every way, from okay. carrying stuff. No, I think they look cool. But Bundes recently bought some cargo pants. I was like, great pants. I bought the same ones. This is us. Like, you can't have skinny jeans and cargo pockets on the side. So this is us moving away from skinny jeans. And I have to say, I've seen the cargo pants on both of you. Yeah. They look great. Yeah. They do. They're a stylish cut, you know? They're a stylish cut, and they're not an expensive cut. I think you guys paid like 40 bucks for the cargo pants. Well, hey... They're don't not high away, end. Don't give away all our fashion secrets, Mara. Well, you can find them for a reasonable price. Four hundred dollars. One pair was thirty nine. The other one was forty nine. Okay. I happen to also think that cargo pants look really hot on women. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really hot look. Like kind of that Britney Spears cargo pant look, where it's like they're baggier, and then you wear them with the sneakers, and you're in like a dance troupe. Uh, <laughs> are you talking like cargo pants uh, with the pockets being fully utilized with lots of cargo? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, if there's one thing you need to shop for today, if you have some downtime and a few extra bucks to spend, mm-hmm. get on the bandwagon before you miss it. Sometimes <laughs> these uh, fashion trends don't last long. You are so excited about this. <laughs> this ridiculous fashion trend. Oh, uh, all your cargo pants are back in style. You don't need to buy any. The only, the only downside with cargo pants is sometimes you have to check like two extra pockets for that thing you know that little piece of paper you brought with you that you need to show the doctor or whatever Mm -hmm. getting a blood test you're like wait a second is it the back pocket no the front oh i got side pockets too it just takes a little extra time to go through all the uh, various storage departments right thank you bundus thank you justin bieber thank you rolling stone (laughs) for locking all of this down for us How do you ask a lover to try something new in the bedroom? Maybe things have gotten a little stale during the pandemic. This might be a question for Bundus. It might be a question for Bundus. Bundus, you want to bring out a new item off the menu? (laughs) 
You want to order it? <laughs> I usually don't ask. I just try. Oh! Okay. Kinda, I feel like it kind of ruins the surprise or the excitement if you're, like, talking about it before you do it, right? Well, relationship experts think that the conversation should happen, Bundes. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. what's yeah. that? By the way, Bundes is not the guy you want to model your relationship <laughs> after, ever. Woo! Yeah. I guess if it's a new relationship, it could be different, but... I mean, you take baby steps along the way, Bundes. You're not like... Forcing an issue, you you react accordingly. Yes. If it seems like someone's not wanting to go down that road, you then you're going to be like, back. you back off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean like, like when you say try a new move, what do you mean? Like, are you saying like, oh, you want to try food? And it like, could be food. It could be yeah. wardrobe. A can of whipped cream, let's say. You've it, never done it, and you've always seen it in the movies, and right. you're like, I want to try that. Right. But, but, but that's a tough one to just all of a sudden be like, oh, hang on. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Oh, and the person's like, Anya, what is this? I'm going to be all sticky now. I don't want to do this. I don't have time for this. You you want to make sure the green light's going to be there, no? I mean, I think it ruins the surprise of it. I think before you start engaging in, like, you know, sex, you have the whipped cream already out, right? And you're kind of, like, putting it on some food. And then you move from the food over to your partner. You start making out a little bit. And you have the can in your hand. And you put a little bit on their mouth. And then you lick that. So it's not... It's not under the bed, and you're not like, hang on, and you reach under yeah. there, and then, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not what they say. They say, be positive and confident and ask for what you want, and don't make a big deal about it or look terrified once it's, like, escaped your mouth. Just be confident and positive. And then if you don't think it's a big deal, they won't think it's a big deal. You got to be clear, too. Is this a one-time experience, or do you want the whipped cream all the time? Is it that important to you? You better have a conversation about it. We need to buy this stuff in bulk. And then you get married, and then they're like, "Forget that whipped cream thing. That was something I did just to lure you into our (laughs) long-term commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. It's gone. It's gone. Find something new. They also say when you're talking about men and asking men to try something that maybe is out of their comfort zone, you have to make them think that it was their idea somehow. Great tip. Great tip right there. Great tip. Great tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even say, hey, remember when you always wanted to try uh, incorporating food? And they might be like, did I? <laughs> yeah. So funny because I, I, don't, I don't think my wife has ever asked for anything. Yeah. And I've, I've even opened the door like, hey. You know, anything I can do to provide a better experience, experience. let me know. And I guess I'm doing a good enough job because nothing seems to come up when we have that conversation. Right. How about some whipped cream? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't like it. (laughs) Do you remember a moment when you were in school when a teacher or a principal did something like out of the ordinary for you? Love to hear a story. I was just uh, reading this really like touching a story of a principal. His story's gone viral. He went home and grabbed some clippers in order to fix a kid's bad haircut. The kid was too embarrassed to go to class, wouldn't take his hat off. And the principal, uh, you know, stepped up and said that uh, he could probably fix it for the child. He was refusing to take his hat off and asked him why and what was going on. He didn't like the way it looked and he thought his hairline looked a little funny. I had professional clippers and and edgers at at home so i said if i go home and and get my clippers and line you up will you go back to class and he said he said yeah you know that age 
is a time for, you know, peer acceptance is huge. You know, African young men, the barbershop's a big deal and looking good and, and representing and presenting yourself is, is huge for kids. Oh, that is so yeah, sweet. Right? That's amazing. I'm wondering if you have a story of a teacher or principal going above and beyond for you. Joe, what's going on? When I was in grade four, I had a younger teacher. And um, when school ended in the summer, he ran into one of the students and he said, hey, why don't you grab a couple of your friends and I'll take you guys out for ice cream. So uh, there was like maybe four of us, five of us. And uh, we, we met up with him and he lived in Niagara Falls. So we jumped in his car and we went to Niagara Falls and it was amazing for, you know, a kid in grade four, right? And we had a great day. He took us for ice cream. We walked all over the place in the falls. And then he just wanted to stop at his house before he took us home. And his wife, when we got to the door, looked like she wanted to kill him. And she was like, get inside. So we went inside. Apparently, one of the kids didn't really tell her parents where she was going. So the parents called the police, and the police went out looking this for This story, <laughs> there's so many red flags yeah, 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 I'm yeah. seeing in this yeah. story, Joe. Take you to a different city. I mean, I, if, was this a long time ago? Because you know if what? someone took my you know, kid when they were in grade four out to for ice cream to different, and drove to a different town to pick them up or whatever it was, that would be like, a, I would think I would have a problem with that. Okay, well, I didn't want to give my age away, but yeah, it was about 30 years ago. Okay, okay. yeah, things might have been different then. Oh, sure. It's never did that again. Unfortunately, yeah. you know what? It was so much fun, but... Oh, well, and you know what? I'm sure like 99.9% of the time, the teacher would have good intentions in that kind of scenario. But, you know, part of me is still creeped out hearing that, you know, you should have when you were telling that story, we're all looking at each other and we all have the same look on our face, which is the. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Never would I let my kid do that. Yeah. yeah. No. It, it sounds like an after school special. <laughs> yeah. Things not so to do. Yeah. 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 Probably Pretty just much. a nice guy who wanted to like, you know, connect right. with some students and give them a Absolutely. good experience. But yeah. oh, it was so much fun. Hey, Something Joe. I'll never forget. Thanks yeah. a lot for the call. Appreciate it. No problem, guys. You guys are awesome. Have a great day. Tucker and Morat, uh, and talking about nice things your teachers or principals did for you. Mm, I got a text actually from Justin. This is really sweet. He says he had a teacher in grade six, seven that used to rip up his assignments and make him redo them because it was messy or sloppy. And at the time, he thought he was a D. Yeah. But he realizes now that he was building an essential skill in a professional world. And it worked and it's helped me a lot now that I'm older. And he says, looking back, I'll always be grateful for the lesson, even though it took a lot of years for me to realize that it was, you know, positive. Yeah. He used to rip up his assignments. <laughs> you can do better. But I mean, yeah, some people need a push, especially if you know that they're capable of more. And a lot of teachers may not want to do put in the effort to mm-hmm. like push someone that hard. Yeah. That teacher did and it had a lasting effect. That's right. Energy. Who's this? Hi, Tucker. It's Ruben. And, and also, hi to Mara and uh, Professor Dr. Bundes. <laughs> Dr. No, he's no, no. doctor. Yeah, it's not spelled the right way, though. It's D-O-K. <laughs> T-E-U-R. Dr. Bundes. Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt the programming, but uh, I was hearing you talking about uh, teachers or uh, 
uh, people in the education field who, uh, you know, did something that stepped up, you know, did something out of the ordinary that you still remember today. Absolutely. Ruben, what do you got for us? Uh, so I'm sort of giving away my age, but back in 2013, I was in grade 11 and, um, my grandmother unfortunately passed away in January of, of that year. Uh, and I had been part of the leadership student council. Uh, so I was involved in my, in my school and a lot of the teachers knew me and, uh, it was a tough time. And, and what really, the story is not just about one teacher, but it's about a whole community of that school. Uh, and they, from the English, from my English teacher to the CYW, to, uh, the guidance counselors, uh, they came to the visitation days. They came to even the funeral, the day of, uh, and were just there to support me. Uh, and the best part of the story is uh, I just recently got hired by the Toronto Catholic Board uh, back in September. Uh, and now I'm supplying there and uh, teaching there on a, on a long-term uh, basis. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. so it's, like a, it's like a full circle kind of thing, you know? It altered your life. Ruben, it did. <laughs> as a, a former high school president myself, <laughs> just like to say thanks for your call. Thank you for answering it. And thank you for the amazing programming. Hey, take it easy. Thank you, you too. We got a text from Evan, who is a teacher also. Mm-hmm. And he said, I've given a ride to a student so they could go to a baseball tournament. It was a very tricky thing to do this day and age. But the parents knew about it and they were very happy because it was the first team he ever made it on. So he wanted to make sure that he got to the tournament. Aww. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Wait a second. Is that guy tooting his own horn? Is that what's happening there? Oh, he's just saying, <laughs> this day and age, yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah. to go above and beyond well, without people wondering what your motivation sure. is, which is too bad. Yeah. Well, I mean. I always wish my grade nine French teacher gave me a lift somewhere. Oh, <laughs> right. Yes. What was her name? Maybe Miss Alimo. Oh, that was the one you ran into at the bar, at wasn't the it? Bar, yeah. ah, I ran into her at the she, bar. You tried to pick her up. <laughs> I totally did. <laughs> but to know you're about. looking for some more lessons. Oh yes, and she All just shot say. you down. Yeah, teach me how to French kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy ninety five three. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.